Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 532nd ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened last week and what's ahead for this week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we'll be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, co-host of the popular weekly syndicated radio show, A.P. and Kelly, As We See It, heard around the Southeast and on Spotify and other platforms, where they discuss the SEC, college football, and other sports as well. Well, my highlight of the week is the Tampa Bay area riding high again in the sports world, with the Tampa Bay Rays starting the baseball season tomorrow and the Bucks in sole possession of first place in their division after going into New Orleans and beating them soundly yesterday. So it's a great time in Tampa Bay. I spend a lot of time down there and uh, saw the Bucks play in person at the Trop a couple times uh early in the season when they were off to that record-setting start. And they're a formidable force despite the fact that the Baltimore Orioles, repeat, Baltimore Orioles, uh, overtook them to not only win the division, but win, uh, get one of the buys heading into the postseason, which starts tomorrow. And, uh, and, but the Rays still put together a terrific season. Uh, they're in the toughest division in baseball with the Orioles, Red Sox, Yankees, and Blue Jays. And they showed up well, and expectations are high, to put it mildly, for this year's Rays edition. They had a great offense this year, in addition to their usual pitching. But last year, they, of course, in the postseason, uh, we're out quickly, didn't have much offense, and everybody's looking for that to change this year. So here we are in October, October 2nd, and it's uh, ushering in really what I, what I consider, along with April, uh, one of the two best months of the year. Uh, baseball will start with the Rays at 3 o'clock Eastern time tomorrow. I think there's four games tomorrow, and then it's just a week like no other with basically nonstop baseball starting every afternoon and going deep into the night and uh, with all the wild card games and whatnot. So it's just going to be really fun. And of course we have football college and NFL in full swing to say the least and hockey and basketball 
uh, getting ready to start their seasons. So it's that unique confluence on the calendar where all four major sports are going at the same time. So, uh, so it's going to be great. No doubt about it. And it gets underway tomorrow. Rays 3 PM against the Texas Rangers from the drop. So it's going to be, uh, Fun to watch, as always. Again, one of the best weeks of the year, in my estimation. But that wasn't the only sport going on uh, this weekend, uh, the end of the baseball season, which closed out yesterday. But we also had, of course, the Ryder Cup, which uh, ushers in my low light of the week, which is the American team losing badly at the Ryder Cup in Rome over the weekend. Uh based on their horrible start on Friday, day one of the three-day event when they were swept in the morning round. I think it's the first time it ever happened, uh, maybe in the Ryder Cup. And uh, basically from there on in, the route was on. There were moments in time, you know, each day where you, you thought maybe it was a turning point in favor of the American team, but it never, never came to fruition. As the European team, to their credit, uh, you know, answered every rally, so to speak, that the Americans were putting together. And so it was just really a, uh, you know, disappointing weekend from the American point of view, where it was pretty much total domination by the Europeans. I mean, from Friday morning on, you really didn't have much doubt that the Europeans were going to bring it home on their home turf. And that's exactly what they did. And of course, the usual celebration, the chance of ole, ole, ole resounding for three days, uh, great venue in Rome, anything having to do with Rome is great. And, uh, so yeah, it, it was just really, uh, really special. Uh, as, as it always is, I had the pleasure of attending here in Boston at the Country Club in Brookline, the 99 Ryder Cup, all week long. And I was there for the greatest finish for an American team in the history of the Ryder Cup when Justin, Ryder, Justin, uh, Justin drained the famous 45-foot putt, Justin Leonard, to... Uh, win it for the Americans. I was there that day and it was just nothing like it. The roars, uh, coming out of the crowd, Boston, of course, being a boisterous sports city and, uh, that great Sunday comeback under coach captain, team captain, Ben Crenshaw. It was just uh, remarkable stuff. One of the greatest sports days of my life. And of course, ever since then, it has trained me to just, Look forward to the biannual Ryder Cup and especially dramatic finishes on Sunday. And there haven't been a couple for a few years. The Americans routed the Europeans at Whistling Straits a couple years ago. And uh, we all know what happened this past weekend. Uh, but it's still, still an event like no other, no doubt about it. And uh, despite the... Uh, domination by the European team. It was uh, still great theater, to say the least, which leads into my 
uh, bizarre story of the week, which were the words exchanged on the 18th green on Saturday uh, on between uh, the caddy and Rory McIlroy. And then afterwards in the parking lot, uh, there was uh, Rory was very upset, shouting, and it was just really uh, set the stage. It all had to do with hat wearing, which became kind of the Americans' rallying cry. Uh, go, having to do with Patrick Cantlay, and so it was all uh, pretty fascinating to watch. But culminating in uh, Rory's emotions on Saturday after the round. Um, so never a dull moment at the Ryder Cup, that's for sure. And back back to the NFL, as we do every weekend, uh, my co-lowlight of the week uh, was, of course, the Patriots just getting smoked out in Dallas, 38-3. to I think it was the worst loss in Bill Belichick's head coaching career. That's saying something. As a Patriots season ticket member who was uh, along for the ride for the Greek dynasty, under Brady, uh, to, it was still jarring to see that it was his worst loss ever as a head coach, 35 points. Uh, but it was just total domination by the, the Cowboys and the Patriots and Mac Jones, the quarterback, looked inept. Mac uh, gave up a pick six. He gave up a fumble uh, that resulted in a touchdown. And... Uh, and the Cowboys basically just cruised from midway in the second quarter right on through. So it was uh, zero excitement, boring, if you will, uh, blowout-wise. And people in Boston are very, very unhappy. They're used to a winner. Again, one of the great dynasties in the history of sports for 20 years with Brady. And suddenly uh, they have a losing record since Brady left, hard to believe. I think we're in year four since he left. And uh, and it, it just simply is not easily tolerated here in Boston, to put it mildly. Um, but yesterday was the low point, no doubt about it. And uh, and everybody up here is certainly up in arms. No, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, and speaking of Boston, uh, big news in the world of basketball up here, where the Celtics landed. Drew Holiday from the Portland Trailblazers. Of course, it was part of the Drew Holiday went from the Bucks to the Blazers for Damian Lillard. And uh, so people up here are very, very excited about that. Uh, the news broke yesterday afternoon and probably took a little bit of the spotlight off the woeful performance by the Patriots. But yeah, great defensive player, won the championship with Giannis a couple years ago. Uh, as did Jeru did Holiday, and uh, so uh, quite the addition, to say the least. And now they have their own big three, if not big four, with Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Christophe Porzingis, and now Drew Holiday, and that is a formidable lineup, no doubt about it. Um, but back to the NFL. Some fascinating games, as there are every single Sunday. It's a given, but... 
the Bills were all over the Dolphins a week after the Dolphins rang up 70 points. I think the fourth team in NFL history to ring up 70. Uh, they rang it up on the Dolphin, or excuse me, excuse me, the Broncos. Um, so the Bills look like the Bills again yesterday up in Orchard Park. And so they're back to being where we expected them to be. And the Broncos, of course, yesterday beat the Bears in the Super Bowl, uh, two of the worst teams in the league. The Bears gave up, uh, I believe it was a 28-7 lead. So they're just, uh, they, they have had a rough, rough couple of weeks. And that's putting it mildly. Everything from equipment stolen to Justin Fields speaking out, of course, the number one pick. And, uh, and then that insult to injury. The number two pick, C.J. Stroud, out of Ohio State, is looking like the real deal uh, as he led the Texans uh, to their second win in a row uh, in a blowout loss of the Steelers, of all teams, uh, where Kenny Pickett was hurt. And it doesn't appear to be a season-ending injury, but it's not good. Uh, hurt his knee. Um, another team really hurting these days is... Uh, the Bengals, they just, I think they scored three points yesterday. They look uh, not like the Bengals we've gotten used to the last couple of years, especially with, uh, and especially Joe Burrow, who, as we know, has basically been hurt. The Eagles had a great, exciting victory over the Commanders. That was fun to watch, as was uh, the Chargers-Raiders game. Very exciting. Last night's uh, Chiefs-Jets game was surprisingly exciting taylor swift of course was in attendance and uh so yeah so just another great day of uh exciting nfl football to say the least and uh and of course it was also an exciting college football weekend uh as they all are as well and so now let's take our break and we'll be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert ap stedham co-host of the popular weekly syndicated radio show, AP and Kelly, As We See It, heard around the Southeast and on Spotify and other platforms where they discuss the SEC, college football, and other sports as well, which is exactly what we're going to do with AP after the break. So don't go anywhere. Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Bright Horizons College Coach, a team of former admissions and financial aid officers, the show takes a deep dive on subjects such as choosing the best essay topic, negotiating merit aid, and navigating the common app. Listeners will learn what really goes into college acceptance decisions from the experts who used to make them. New episodes drop Thursdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you know that over 70% of Americans with severe disabilities are unemployed? Are you one of the 2.5 million Americans with epilepsy? If you are or know someone struggling with these issues, tune in to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. 
On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have a nationally known guest that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time here on voiceamerica.com. As humans, we suffer when we believe we are not good enough. We are taught we must be better, look better, try harder, and achieve more. We cope with the stress and disappointment of life in ways that make us feel worse and keep us stuck in a cycle of unworthiness. We don't have to live this way. You don't have to live this way. Kirsten and her guests will share how self-acceptance and unconditional self-love can help you break this cycle and find freedom. Listen to Giraffe Tango Octopus, Freedom for Humans, with Kirsten Johansson, Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Ingoldsby. To join the show, the call in number is 1 866 472 5788. You can email me at IIR at Comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call in expert, AP Stedham, co-host of the popular weekly syndicated radio show, AP and Kelly, As We See It, heard round the Southeast and on Spotify and other platforms where they discuss the SEC, college football, and other sports as well. And AP, how you doing today? Hey, I'm doing very well, John. Thank you for having me on the show. Well, thank you for joining us as always. And as always, you were covering a college football game this weekend, and uh, and it was a good one, AP, Georgia-Auburn. And, uh, you know, Auburn showed up, that's for sure, and they took them, uh, you know, well into the second half before it was finally decided. So uh, yeah. they, they gave Georgia, the two-time defending national champion, all they could handle, no doubt about it, and the crowd was spectacular. Yeah, John, when you can – Rush for 200 yards. The other other team knows you're on the field. I can tell you that right now. That's that highly no unusual for Georgia to uh, surrender 200 plus yards rushing the football. And they won't win a championship if that happens in another big game, probably because that team will probably be a better passing team. Right, right, no doubt about it. AP and you know Florida is, or excuse me, Florida, Georgia. 
Georgia is, you know, starting to, you know, flirt a little bit with disaster. You know, we just saw last week or a week or two ago, South Carolina gave them all they could handle. Uh, certainly through the first half into the beginning of the second half. And and here we go again in South Carolina and Auburn. I mean, they're in the SEC, so they're good teams, needless to say. Um, high quality right. talent show. And uh, so, yeah, so I feel like Georgia... And, you know, it's tough to keep it up, AP, two-time defending national champion. Uh, you know, it's the college version maybe of the, uh, you know, of the, of the Super Bowl hangover. Um, but, you know, but yet they're winning. They're, 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 and, uh, yeah, you know. I, but, I, I would say, John, that they don't have the talent. They, they're the unstoppable forces at the point of attack on defense. Right. They're, they're just not there. Defense I mean, has been their calling so card. That's, yeah, if that's been the case, now you're going to have to win the game with some of your offense. So they and they still might win out. It's just going to be close. And correct, I think a handful of games. Yeah, I tend to agree. Yeah, th- this is not overly surprising. I think the South Carolina game was down in Athens, so it was a home game for the Bulldogs. And yes. Of course, this game was at Auburn, as I referenced the. The AP, the crowd just looked spectacular. I mean, it looked like it was John. It was a party. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they had the 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 standing room only on the circular exits. Really, on the corners of the stadium, standing room only there. Right. Wow. Haven't seen that yeah. in a while. Yeah, that is unusual. Boy, oh boy, that's uh, it's probably like close to, if not a record-setting crowd, even for Auburn, and that's saying something. Yes, yeah, and it was a beautiful day, yep. and Auburn had a double-digit lead. They just couldn't stop number 19, the sensational tight end for Georgia, Brock Bowers. He went with one-handing some catches, and and he, John, he runs like a a tall fullback, and the, the tacklers just fall off of him. He doesn't even break stride, and he can outrun some people as well. Absolutely, AP. I think they said on TV that he had run a 4.540 at some point. He's big, tremendous athlete. I mean, and they also said on TV, AP, you know, he's quite possibly the best player in the nation, and I would not disagree with that. We've been watching him, I think, since he was a freshman, so it's year three, if I'm not mistaken. And he is just a force. He literally, he takes over games at certain points. He's unstoppable. Yeah which is about yeah. the biggest no. compliment you can pay any player in any sport, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And this, yeah, in this day and age, John, where the tight end has become in vogue, that is the right. best matchup on the field for an offense if you have somebody that's very athletic because they're big, they're, they're bigger than the defensive backs, they're faster than the linebackers, so how do you guard them? Absolutely, AP. And on that one crossing route where you just basically – caught the ball running through the middle of the field and then just outran everybody to the end zone. Yeah. It was about a 40 yarder, if I'm not mistaken. And, uh, yes. Yes. that was just a spectacular yes. play. Like I couldn't believe how fast he was getting there. Yeah. That, that was the quintessential play for Brock yes. Bowers. If you have a highlight, because he's coming across the middle left to right, shedding yep. the tacklers on his way to running outrunning everybody. Or the forty-plus yard touchdown, whatever the how far it was exactly, but to the corner of the end zone, and nobody was going to catch him. No one was going to tackle him. 
Well said, AP. You know, that may be his highlight, and he has a lot of them, but that may be his ultimate highlight. Oh, yeah, I thought yeah. the exact same thing. Like, that play is going to stick with me. And that's and plus it was basically the game, the play that put the game away, or you, you know, that was the play at yeah, minimum that ahead. told you Georgia was yeah. going to win. You know, you knew that like at that moment. Yeah, put him ahead, and Auburn, you know, they're going to struggle to drive the field because their passing game is not uh, incredibly efficient. And they, you know, Auburn, if they had caught some passes, possibly they could have tied it. They were, I mean, those are critical moments. Uh, Calling the right play, quarterback delivers, receiver drops the ball. Which it can't happen. You you can't win football games. People are not dependable in, in a crisp right. time, especially. You play all the game, 40-something minutes, 50-something minutes, and you're trying to tie the number one team in the nation at home, and you're dropping the ball. Exactly. Yes. It's, uh, y- y- you know... It's just so impressive, you know, to see how Georgia and I think Georgia does that to teams. You know, they they literally almost yeah. like take them out. Of, they take them out of their game because you know when you yeah. start to yeah. feel like, hey, we're ahead of Georgia again, two-time national right. defending national champions, and then the nerves yeah. start to show up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, they're not going anywhere. They're still going to be competing. They they realize, hey, we we know how to win. Okay, we're behind. We're on the road. Crowd is. Um, loud and boisterous, and but we know we still know how to compete. And uh, for Auburn to play like that um, on the chances they had at the end, it's inexcusable. Now that player is probably going to catch a hundred passes this week, but the day of the game, they drop the ball. Right, no doubt about it. Absolutely, too late. It's too late. It, it is. It is. And. uh yeah, and Georgia, let's not forget, you know, has survived so far the loss of Stetson Bennett. Uh, you know, a quarterback who was questioned at times, but then grew into one of the great postseason players ever uh, in college football postseason and winning the two national championships. But so, that, you know, that, that's a lot to overcome, you know, a new quarterback given what Stetson Bennett had done the previous two years. So uh, I, I – and you know the new quarterback looks good, and I think they're you know, you know they're getting that all straightened out as well. So there's some growing pains going on with Georgia, if that's possible. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and he and he plays well. Carson Beck does. He's he's played very well so far. Very well, no doubt about it. He's uh, a, wor- a worthy Lad successor. McConkie came back. Yeah, yeah John. Uh, I'm sorry, Lad McConkey came back to receiver. He made some clutch third down receptions. He's an excellent receiver. If they're going to win a championship, they probably need him because the games will be close and they need people like him who's going to make clutch receptions when it counts. No doubt about it. Yes. You know, it was, uh, again, just a very exciting game. It was one that, uh, you know, I was watching for a while. Then was going out for meeting some friends for dinner and, you know, it was the, a topic at the table, and uh, he, you know, we were all checking our phone when we first got there to see how, you know, what the outcome was going to be, because, you know, that's news when George is behind. Period. Um, oh yes, uh, double digits on the road. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And Auburn was hanging with them when I think Georgia tied it at ten ten. Then Auburn took the lead, and that's when I kind of, you know, sat up and said, "Oh, we got a ball game here. No doubt about it." 
And yeah. uh, whoever beats Georgia, that's going to be historic when that, if and when that day comes, uh, yes. for sure. So, AP, good stuff. I'm glad you got to cover it. I'm sure it just sounds like it must have been an amazing day, truly. Oh, yeah, it was great. It's two SEC teams, the oldest rivalry in the South, and I think it's 128 right. years, John. That's amazing. Yes, they, the, that's how it was being shown on TV. There was like a banner, or a crawl, yeah, at the bottom of the screen, or and signs and whatnot. Uh, so yeah, really cool, really cool. I'm glad you got to cover it. Yeah, me too, John. Well, it sounds great. Well, AP, why don't we take our uh, first break? And again, there's a lot going on in college football as there is every weekend, and uh, we'll get to that on the other side. So don't go anywhere. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on The Voice America Variety Channel. Headquarters gave the orders and we're shipping out. Our objective is Operation Big Game. Leading the revolution with Jim and Trav's hunting campaign will be Captain Steve West from Steve's Outdoor Adventures, plus Sergeant Dean Capuano with Swarovski Optic Quests, and first class culinary specialist Brian Tucker of High Mountain Seasonings. The revolution is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. listening to all around sports with your host john inglesby become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net now back to the show 
Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, co-host of the popular weekly syndicated radio show, A.P. and Kelly, As We See It, heard around the Southeast and on Spotify and other platforms where they discuss the SEC, college football, and other sports as well. And AP, we spent the first segment talking about the Georgia-Auburn game that you covered, uh, the oldest rivalry in the South, and, uh, and great game, to say the least. But as always, the SEC had a number of great games. And AP, we just have to start with that stunning score from Ole Miss LSU, where the Rebels beat LSU 55-49 to down in Oxford, Mississippi. And AP, just a stunning offensive display by both teams, really. Yeah, offensively, yeah. The coaches, they earned their salary. There's no question. But the defensive coaches, John, I, I, I think it was uh, two robberies there in Oxford. The, the defensive coordinator for Ole Miss and defensive coordinator of LSU stealing money. I agree, AP. You took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was just a highlight reel all day long. I mean, you know, both teams just up and down the field and tremendous plays, long throws, all of it. Uh, you know, if you like an offensive display, you certainly got it. Uh, but at the end of the day, AP, pretty shocking to see LSU give up 55 points. They are LSU after all. Yeah, uh, uh, how could LSU, I mean, we saw them against Florida State. you thinking, okay, they have some new people in the secondary. going to take them a, a moment to be, become uh, unified in the, in the back, defensive backfield. But I, I, there's no way that you, you can coach 55-point defense. I mean, there's no way. Correct. And, and then yeah. on the other side, the same thing, 49-point defense. I mean, this is some serious money being paid to those defensive coordinators to come up with game plans that produce 55 points by one team who scored 10 points against Alabama. Oh, by the way, correct. And 49 points on the other side. And, uh, you won the game. Uh, but, um, I mean, you defensively, you still have to be thinking, Okay, I guess our offense is our team, but we don't have a defense. Correct. Yes, when you give up 55, that you, what else could you be thinking? And uh, just not something that LSU does. It's just that simple. And uh, yeah, so again, I'm sure they were celebrating deep into the night in the Grove, no doubt about it, in Oxford. Uh, yeah. That was a big victory for them uh, and Lane Kiffin, to say the least. Oh, yeah. It was uh, it was an awesome victory for him. He's sitting at yeah. four and one, right? Yeah, the right. one bad offensive game so far. And now I think Trey Harris, um, you know, he he's an excellent transfer for them. I think he's was he from Louisiana Tech wide receiver. He, he's very good, mm-hmm. very good. Uh, I didn't get his numbers on the game, but he's a very good receiver. But one one receiver, you should be able to shut down one receiver. Uh, no doubt, if you're LSU, for sure. And uh, AP another. 
result that when I saw the score for the first time somewhere in the first half, it just shocked me was Kentucky just beating down Florida as in the Gators. And I was just, it stopped me dead in my tracks because, you know, you thought Florida maybe was getting back on track with, uh, you know, their victory over Tennessee. And lo and behold, then they go into Kentucky and just get uh, stomped. And uh, and Kentucky's a good team. That's not to take anything away from Kentucky yeah. by any means, but, y- you know. No. Uh, but I know there were high hopes for the Gators, so they are the ultimate up-and-down team. You know, they started the season uh, against Utah and got beat fairly handily in that game. So it's just been up and down ever since. Yeah. I mean, I don't recommend it if I'm Billy Napier. Correct. One of those down weeks, he he might get the ire of so many people, he'll be gone. Correct. And there's there's not much patience for getting whipped uh, by a team like Kentucky. And, John, this happened uh, 1948, I think it was four straight. Four straight, 1948. So I think this is, in the last five games, it was three to two. Now it's four to two, Kentucky, after a 31-year hmm. Uh, streak right yeah yeah and it's it's not good timing by the way as you know that series is running on netflix during the urban meyer tim tebow era in florida good and bad and uh you know so it's been available in recent weeks for and i watched it it was compelling no doubt um but yeah so all the florida fans and beyond are of course reliving the glory days from two national championships and whatnot. And, uh, and now they're seeing this, you know, from their present day team. And, uh, you know, you and I both spend a lot of time in Florida and, you, you know, we know how th- that's not going over very well. Rest assured. No, no, they, they got spoiled when Spurrier was there and then correct. Meyer came along and exactly right. And, uh, but yeah, Florida football before that wasn't very much. And so, yeah, no, it set the standard for, uh, that still yeah. exists today. And uh, and then to add insult to injury, of course, Florida State is in, what, number top five in the country right now. And so they're, they've are they rebounded after a few down years. And uh, so that and doesn't Miami. go over well in Gainesville. And Miami is having a good year. So Mario Cristobal yeah. is the coach. Yeah. So, yeah, th- there's a confluence of events occurring in football-mad Florida that are not good for the Gators right now. No doubt about it. No. no. So, and they have to play Georgia and some other teams along the way, so they better get, they better fix things because it's not going to get any better for them. Exactly, exactly, yeah. I'm sure it's uh, uneasy in the swamp, to say the least. So, uh, again, it just will not... uh, be be tolerated very long down there and uh, another game of note was notre dame duke uh and notre yeah. dame you know won in the end um the duke quarterback good news today it looked like he might be hurt hurt like out out for the season hurt but it looks like the injury is not as serious as thought because he's a good player and uh and sam hartman had a huge uh play at the end uh, in that game and, you know, but Duke was game. That's for sure. It's not like the old days. Duke yeah. is a, Duke is a really good team. 
another good football team because Sam Hartman is a good quarterback. I, I have a lot of faith in him. And, he is. Uh, I know that. I guess they, they played in a shootout between Wake Forest and Duke, and Duke beat them. Mm-hmm. So Sam was definitely familiar with that team and played in the ACC for a number Correct. of years. But, uh, so he, he stayed, he stayed after the, um, he, he stayed after the game and waited till Riley Leonard, the Duke quarterback from Fairhope, Alabama, uh, came out of the okay. tent on the crutches. He wanted to speak to him and wish him well. And I thought that was a class moment with yes. capital, capital C. Yeah. Sam Hartman's, he's very impressive. I, you know, from the opening game in Dublin and his post-game interview, I was like, wow, they've got a real winner here. And, of course, he was coming off just the massive disappointment of having lost to Ohio State on the final drive of the game. And uh, But they rebounded nicely. And, you know, it was a big event in Duke, boy, one of the bigger games in the history of Duke football, I would say. And, you know, it was electric, sort of like Auburn, Auburn-Georgia game. I mean, it was a great watch, no doubt about it. Yeah, yeah, it was a fun ball game, national audience, and Duke still has a lot to play for, having beat Clemson the very first game. So they've got some big ball games on the schedule, North Carolina at Chapel Hill being one of them, November 11th. Right. So uh, I'm not sure the extent of, of Riley's. If, uh, John, I don't know if you saw it. Did it mention that he's a possibility for the coming weekend, or they have a game this weekend or a bye? I, I just don't know at this point. Nor do I, nor do I. I just saw where it was better, better news than expected, given how he looked yes. after the injury well, and on crutches. And as you yeah. said, on crutches, but I don't know what the timetable is at this point. Yeah. Uh, but AP, we're already at the end of our second segment. They go so quickly, especially this time of year. And uh, so why don't we take our final break? And we still have a lot to get to on the other side. So don't go anywhere. Birdie told me Voice America is on Twitter. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Millions of people do not have children. Around the world, becoming a parent may be an unrealized dream and increasingly a deliberate choice. Yet our experiences remain largely unacknowledged across cultures, families, and friendships. Unconscious bias in public and workplace policy, media narratives, and educational content often renders us invisible. New Legacy Radio reveals these missing stories through the perspectives of our community and allies as we work to achieve meaningful change that recognizes our true and diverse experiences. New Legacy Radio, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. All who live face a time of passing. Is death the end? Or will souls enter an afterlife? Have you ever wondered about historical figures and what they would say if they were alive today? Psychics and authors Barry and Connie Strom will use their gift of spirit communication to answer questions and channel spirits concerning the hereafter. Tune in to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Barry and Connie Strom at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Bright Horizons College Coach, a team of former admissions and financial aid officers, the show takes a deep dive on subjects such as choosing the best essay topic, negotiating merit aid, and navigating the common app. Listeners will learn what really goes into college acceptance decisions from the experts who used to make them. New episodes drop Thursdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to all around sports with your host john inglesby become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net now back to the show voice america listeners Welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I am your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, co-host of the popular weekly syndicated radio show, A.P. and Kelly, As We See It, heard around the Southeast and on Spotify and other platforms, where they discuss the SEC, college football, and many other sports as well. And A.P., talking about many other sports, that leads into my pick of the week for appointment viewing, which is any baseball game you want to watch starting tomorrow at 3 o'clock from the Trop, Tropicana Field in Tampa where the baseball playoffs get underway. And AP, I let off the show by saying I consider this one of the top weeks of the year in all of sports uh, because you have nonstop baseball, again, kicking off tomorrow with the, with the Rays down in Tampa, a stadium I know well and an area I know well, as do you. And then there's four games tomorrow, and for the next four or five days, there's like nonstop games to go with college football, NFL, beginning of basketball and beginning of hockey. So it's the unique confluence of events in early October and a week that I just love and, and really a month that I love. Yeah, that's sports. always the case, John. And then we always, growing up, we remember the Oklahoma-Texas game. and Oh, this Saturday, the baseball, right? The playoffs and college football, some big games and pro football. So many things happening right around this first and second weekends of October. And, of course, baseball is pro- prolonged now to uh, – right finish up by the end of October, November, something like that. They, they moved it uh, through the years. So, yeah, this early October here, middle of October, busy. Busy with big football, college football games, pro games, um, World Series, playoff baseball, and, heck, basketball starts up, I think. Correct, correct. And, oh, by the way, there was the Ryder Cup this weekend, too. <laughs> you know, it's just, uh, <laughs> it, right, so every yeah. two years, it's really as good as it gets. And, uh, yeah, so it is going to be fun. And, but our, of course, our specialty, you and I is of course, college football and USC beat Colorado. So Colorado has now lost two or two in a row after their amazing, uh, start to the season, uh, the talk of the college football world. And they still are, uh, USC built a massive lead and then Colorado to their credit up in Boulder, they did not quit. And they 
drew it, you know, they closed it from, again, something like maybe a 20, 28 point lead, whatever it was, uh, right. down to seven. And it actually went down to a, you know, an onside kick needing to be recovered by USC to finally put the game away at the, the very end. So, you know, Colorado is now firmly in the conversation, even though they've lost two weeks in a row and they made it competitive. I think that was important for Colorado and prime after the blowout up in Oregon. John, they have offense. Okay. They have a quarterback. They have receivers and speed. They don't have the offensive linemen, defensive linemen, but in this day and age, who's playing John name the team that's playing really good defense at this point. I think Alabama's one of them. I think right. Georgia can play pretty good defense, not not shut down defense like they have in the past because they don't have the domination on the defensive line. But name the teams that are playing very, very good defense in this country. Uh, not many AP. It's both the NFL and, you know, uh, college football have gone the way of, you know, offensive. You know, everybody wants to see offense. That's what's now... Uh, how the game is approached, and that's what the fans want to see. Like the LSU Ole Miss game, fifty-five forty-nine. That to the, that to many fans is you know what they come to see. Period, and what yeah, they, they like to watch. Yeah, they love that. Yeah, they love they do. that. Uh, John, I haven't seen seen Michigan, so maybe Michigan's in there. I mean, there's some other teams probably that I haven't had the opportunity to see because I'm always at a game on the weekend usually. So there's probably some other teams that we'll we'll try to check out in the coming weeks that are playing. Championship style defense, let's say. Yeah, and I believe Michigan is one of those teams. They rolled Penn State. Speaking of the Big Ten, had their hands full in the early going against Northwestern, but finally got it going and and you, you know won handily enough, shall we say? Um, but no, it's uh, yeah, it, no football has become offensive minded. It is what the fans want to see, and the rules have been. Uh, adjusted accordingly to favor the offense. And uh, that's the new game. That's the new game that we now know and, and many people love. So, um, but AP, you know, speaking of just the college football, I did something interesting this weekend where my college, St. Francis of Pennsylvania, which is FCS, I believe, um, and one of the lower divisions, they're now uh, they played up near near me here in Boston at Stonehill College, and AP was a great atmosphere. It was like going back to the football roots, and uh, it was great games. You know, Stonehill came back uh, from a deficit to take the lead, and at the end uh, and near the end, and then St. Francis pulled it out in the end. A great crowd, beautiful campus. So it was really fun. Again, it was like going back to the roots of, uh, you know, college football. So it, it was fun. And back when I went there, it was club football. They weren't even like, you know, an NCAA team, so to speak. But they've come a long way right. and they got their first win of the season. But it was just really fun to be back enjoying, uh, you know, what I call, would call a unique college football experience. Yeah, it must have been a lot of fun. I'm sure the weather was nice on a fall day yes. in that part of the country. So that was great. And not too, it really not was. too far from you. Yeah. Yeah, when when my college, you know, uh, travels up to New England, I try to catch them, whether it's football or basketball. And but first time I've seen them play football up here, and uh, 
No, it was good. You know, and there's some fans there from uh, Western Pennsylvania, so it was it was a good take. And uh, yeah, yeah. So very much enjoyed it. But AP, you know, one other game of note uh, that I wanted to mention was, of course, West Virginia beating TCU. That was a big win for the Mountaineers. Are they? They're four and one or five and one, maybe John. So Neil Brown yeah. is definitely on the hot seat. So uh, good kudos to him and his team. Correct, correct. After that opener against Penn State, when they lost, they were talking that you know he could be on the hot seat unless they started to have a good season, and they are. So going, going. I think they went into TCU and pulled out this win. TCU, of course, was in the national championship game, and we know the you know the team has changed and don't have the great quarterback they had last year. But nonetheless, they're TCU, and for West Virginia to go in and win that game in the Big Twelve, that was impressive. It really was. Yeah, John, yeah, John. He was the starter before the other quarterback came in last year. I don't know if he's still playing, you know, still playing, or he's healthy. But TCU is looking at three and two at the moment. But he was the starter. Uh, was that is that Chad Morris? What, what's his name? The quarterback TCU. I forgot now, but I, I, I'm not I sure think, exactly. But yeah, but I, he was the starter be, before the other quarterback came in and had that Heisman run. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it was. Uh, yeah. Just lots of fun and just another you know great college football weekend. Uh, and now we're getting into the good stuff. AP this Saturday. You mentioned it earlier. Texas, Oklahoma, from the state fairgrounds in Dallas. It's a game you and I have both have on our bucket list. One I want to see, and, uh, and I know you do too. And uh, should be fun. Texas is, you know, again top five in the country, so they're they're a huge game for them. But it's a massive rivalry game where truly anything can happen in this game, to say the least. Oh yeah, and, and just to digress for a moment, John. You know, TCU is three and two with, and they have to play as of yet, at Kansas State and BYU and Texas and Oklahoma and Baylor, um, at Texas Tech, at Iowa State. So it might be a real long season for the Horn Frogs. Right. They got their work cut out for them. Of course, Colorado beat D- TCU to open the season and kind of introduce themselves to America, shall we say. <laughs> um, but AP, it's hard to believe we've already come to the end of our show uh, but really fun talking college football with you again, as always. And, uh, yeah, I just can't thank you enough for calling in, especially your great, uh, description of covering the Georgia Auburn game. Hey John, my pleasure. As always, thank you so much for having me on your show. Our pleasure too, AP. And as always, thank you all for listening to all around sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.